0: Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Chats in the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa, your host. Today I'm chatting with Allison Klakowitz. She is a children's author and a mom. She's the author of Mommy's Big Red Monster Truck, which was inspired by her son, who had a love of monster truck at the time when she wrote the book. See what COVID has made her do, learn how she is navigating the virtual academy, teaching her her son from home, as well as her husband being active duty military. So you know what I need you to do right now? That's right. Start listening. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another edition of Chats from the Blog Cabin. Today, I'm joined by my really good friend, Allison, who is the author of Mommy's Big Red Monster Truck.
1: Allison, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yes, I'm Allison Klackowitz. Um, Like Melissa mentioned, I am the children's book author of the award-winning children's book, Mommy's Big Red Monster Truck. And Mommy's Big Red Monster Truck, um, I published in November 2018, and it has has been a while, ride. Right? So uh, publishing this precious book, which was inspired by my son, Mac, because when he was a toddler, he was obsessed with monster trucks and used to tell me every single day that he wished I drove a big red monster truck. <laughs> and so we would uh, talk all the time about all the adventures we would take if indeed we had a big red monster truck and where we would go and where we would visit. And it occurred to me today day that God what a fantastic idea. It would be to write a children's picture book uh, about a very cool mom and son with a big, cool red monster truck that traveled across the USA and the world and within their community. And um, so that's that's where the idea for, for my little book came. Now, do you have plans on writing any more books or is that one and done? No, no, I'm actually um, beginning uh, conversations uh, about Mommy's Big Red Monster Truck book two and uh, with my publisher, Friesen Press. And um, so I have uh, hopefully some exciting things coming in 2021. Uh, I've also written um, a historical uh, fiction manuscript um, for, a, for my first novel um, and have worked with a wonderful professional editor um, who's helped me clean it up and um, revise and I've been busy querying literary agents. Traditional publishing is very, very hard. It's hard work. And so I've been working pretty diligently over the past months, um, trying to, uh, to hopefully get that published. And I'm um, also in talks uh, with um, a person who is interested in possibly me being a ghost writer. And working on their memoir, so maybe I'll be uh adding Ghostwriter to to my writing.
0: that is That's amazing. That is, I have
1: some writing things going on
0: that is just so cool. Did you want to be a writer when you were growing up, or no?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, as long as I can remember, that was always my my dream (laughs) to, to be a writer. I fell in love with books as a very young child. My mom actually worked in um, a media center uh, in the library of my, my elementary school. And she went on and, and did that for years and she was always a reader. So I, naturally just kind of fell in love with reading and really more the the just the art of storytelling and was always a talker <laughs> as a child and always loved to uh, I always had a, a big imagination and um, but then I went on over the years um, in high school I was the editor for our uh, literary magazine and then when I went to undergraduate at East Carolina University in Greenville, North Carolina and, and um, focused a lot on creative nonfiction and some poetry writing. And I, when I graduated, um, I did work as a newspaper reporter for a while um, with the Washington Daily News out of Little Washington, North Carolina, which is the area where I grew up. So writing has always been, yeah, a, my first love (laughs) I've always wanted to, to be a writer. Yes. So had you
0: written anything before you wrote mommy's big red monster truck or was having your son like the catalyst for actually getting something published?
1: Right. Yeah. No, I, I had not outside of article writing for some freelance writing. I had not published a book. No. So mommy's big red monster truck was my, my first, um, my first published book. So it's my first baby and very special to me. Had you asked me 20 years ago if I, if I wanted to write a children's book about a monster truck, I would have looked at you like, no, <laughs> no, that's that's not what I want to do. But writing children's books has been an interest. And in, in, um, it's a real art to writing quality children's books and um, being able to tell such a, a fun or meaningful story in such a simple and pure way. Um, and then adding pictures and, and all the art piece to that is so I always love children's books.
0: So was it hard finding an illustrator for the book or did you have someone in mind?
1: No, I, I utilized what you call a hybrid publisher. And so hybrid publishing falls somewhere in between straight, Indie self publishing and traditional publishing. So a hybrid publisher is kind of an all encompassing thing where you still receive, you know, all the rights because the main, you know, initiative of an indie or self published author, but you get the perks of what a traditional publisher can offer also. So, um they had a team of wonderful illustrators and designers that I worked closely with and we were able to design together a beautiful book. Yeah. But my my illustrator Anthony, he did a he did a f- fantastic job. So, yes.
0: That is uh, that is just so awesome when did I
1: Good.
0: did the book come before the hodgepodge blog or did the hodgepodge blog come after the book
1: the hodgepodge yes hodgepodge um blog and podcast. actually the podcast came first Okay. and i developed hodgepodge because well i'll tell you my husband while i was in the uh, phase of um, completing the book, my husband came home one day and said, I heard about this really cool um, podcast app. And you it's called Anchor. And you download it on your phone. And it's supposed to be super easy to use. And he said, I was thinking, you should think about utilizing this. You can talk about your writing. You can talk about you know, help market your book. And, and he was like, and you just love talking to people and telling stories mm-hmm. and all of that too. So you can, you know, use it. And I thought he was completely insane. It's like, Why would I ever do what? No one wants to hear me talk. What am I going to do? Right. Mm-hmm. So, but that day, just out of curiosity, I downloaded the app and, and, I went ahead and recorded my first episode and I've evolved over the past couple of years a whole lot because really the whole first season was just me talking about my experience as a writer, also just life here in North Carolina and life as a military spouse and so it's just a lot of me talk (laughs) and then as I start after I published the book and I started to branch out and then I started to be interested I wanted more of a visual to complement the podcast so I was like I guess I'll join the great (laughs) volume and troops of bloggers out there right and but then that way it'll kind of bring it full circle. And so, uh, I started talking with, um, Jenny Bell, a mm-hmm. mutual, uh, hours here in Fayette, Carolina. And then I joined the Fiatville bloggers network and really got some good insight and ideas. And over time, it's just kind of grown. I'm still not at your level by any means, Miss Pro, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but it sure is fun and i i love to 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 blog and now the podcast really it's um is and my my blog it's it's because my network with other children's authors across the world has grown it's amazing i'm constantly being introduced to or meeting um, in particular children's authors and also other authors, but my niche for right now really has been um, children's authors. And there's such an importance of being able to review books, which you know, and, um, and also when a book is being published, and especially by indie authors, they want, you know, you're doing all your marketing yourself, and you want every avenue to be able to get information to the public and retailers about this amazing book that you've written. So what I've been offering is a service for professional children's book reviews. So you can go on my blog and read um, all about these amazing children's books that are being published, not just here in North Carolina or in the U S but literally across the world. And then, I was like, oh gosh, I can start interviewing all of these authors. So we've had, I um, mean, I mean, just recently, I inter- uh, interviewed Captain Fantastic, Tal- Tommy Balaam. Um, He is Captain Fantastic is an internet uh, entertainment, children's entertainment program in um, London, and they were voted like the UK's number one and entertainment program. And so I just interviewed Tommy and um, so many different authors all over from Canada to Europe, you know, just all around. So um, I've just loved it. it like seeing it at the time and meeting such wonderful people. I also interview um, local celebrity. I got to interview you on on my blog and podcast. And, um, and so if anyone is out there that is an inspiration in any way, writer, musician, artist, or you just are doing good things, right? I'd love to talk to you so you can always feel free to reach out to me. And and we can try and get you on, on the show. That was a lot Speaking of, of inspiration. <laughs> yeah.
0: Speaking of inspiration, I um, actually got to take a quick commercial break. And okay. this, this woman would be a great person to get on your podcast. So, and she's okay. an author. So, here you go do you ever wish people would just get with the program start behaving like civilized human beings instead of fighting over every difference of opinion me too that's why i wrote the negativity remedy because something needs to happen and it needs to happen now i'm nicole phillips and i'm here to tell you your light bulb moment is waiting the negativity remedy will help you unlock more joy less stress and better relationships through kindness but this isn't a 30-day diet plan. It's not a revision of your monthly budget. This is a wake-up call. It's an enthusiastic reminder that the life you really change when you change your perspective and begin leading with kindness is your own. And she has a, three, two other amazing books called Kindness is Courageous and Kindness is Contagious. Oh, she, we. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. I, I love her to death. I actually heard her speak at an event here in Goldsboro last year, before COVID hit, before everything hit. Um,
1: Right. And speaking of- She sounds interesting, yeah.
0: Yeah, speaking of the, you mentioned the Fayetteville Blogger Network. I am so jealous of that network. I keep telling Jimmy, I want to be adopted by that network because that (laughs) network does so many amazing things. So let's talk a little bit about your involvement in that.
1: Right. Um, Honestly, over the past months, because of COVID, I, you know, it's really limited weekend as far as gatherings and things. But pre COVID, um, Jenny in particular, uh, because she headed up the group and in partnering with um, the uh, Fayetteville Area Convention and Visitors Bureau, um, you know, we just all worked very hard to try and. highlight our local businesses and, um, all of the wonderful travel and tourist related things going on here, but obviously COVID's (laughs) kind of put the kibosh on that for a while, Mm but she was, she's always in the background. Um, so, but it, it is a great thing. So if you are a blogger in the Fayetteville area or surrounding area, you really need, reach out to her um, to get information on how you can partner and and what you can do because uh, I think that's the beauty too of blogging is being being able by businesses, especially local businesses mm-hmm. that really need your support now. And I'm because I've been a little overwhelmed, I hasn't I haven't been able to produce that type of content. And I've been very focused on my children's book interviews lately, but I do want to start putting more content back out in the community about all the wonderful things that our area has to offer. But I also try to uh, feature other North Carolina Towns and businesses and tourist attractions and and all the different things going on here. So, but it's a great network, and you you are a part of it. Even though you're you're not physically in Fayetteville, you have probably been a hu- I mean one of the biggest um, promoters and um, bloggers to talk about all the good stuff going on here.
0: Yeah, I just fell in love with that town. I think 2018 is when I first went and it was right after I came back from a visit from there. Um, I actually purchased the blog cabin. And so, and Jenny was like, don't tell me, and Jenny posted on her um, Facebook page. Don't tell me influencers don't make changes. Cause look at this one. She just bought her own office outside of her home. And so the blog cabin came in to be after a trip from Fayetteville. So yes.
1: Yes, yes. I love that. I'm so jealous of your blog cabin. I need a blog cabin. That should really become a thing.
0: (laughs) And then maybe you should write a book, Mommy's Big Red Blog Cabin. Right, (laughs) right, right. I I did visit
1: Blog Cabin.
0: There you go. In the Big Red Monster Truck. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually met at one of the Fayetteville blogger events that she had the the, the out of the out of town bloggers and the Fayetteville bloggers kind of combined together at Dirtback Ales. You remember that?
1: Yes. What that was an epic day.
0: That was. Oh, I'm still dreaming about napkins um, yeah. dinner that day. I mean, I'm still tasting that. It's it was so good. I've yet to be back there to go to napkins and dirtbag, but I have gone to um, driven to purpose driven farms just to get some of their meat because their meat is amazing. Mm -hmm. And that's like an Mm -hmm. hour, hour and a half drive for me. So,
1: yes. And they're such good people too. Yeah. Yeah. We're very lucky here in Fayetteville. We have such a large um, agri community and um, it's very supportive. I'll say probably too much of it stem from our military involvement and our military community. and a lot of us is our veteran owned. so of course military is going to support. That, that's right. And the community here embraces that. So we've been, we've been lucky. We have a huge population in Cumberland County, too. I mean, it's like half a million people live here. I don't think people really understand that. <laughs> they, I think folks are always shocked when I say, yeah, we've got like over 300,000 people that live just in Fayetteville proper. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's a lot of people to entertain and feed. And I think we're doing a really good job of that. And um, i ales is uh, definitely a pioneer in, in this um, gosh, their farmer's market is just amazing on Sundays. They have all of these area farmers who come out set up, they sell, like you said, meats, produce, all, everything right now. You can go get pumpkins and all of that mm-hmm. on Sundays. And then, um, Napkins is their on-site restaurant. Um, um, it's not a dine-in door; it's kind of a sit-out on the lawn, and they've got a beautiful patio area. And then the brewery itself, and um, and all kinds of different entertainment things. So, yeah, when we got to go to that, it was it was pretty awesome.
0: <laughs> and I love how Napkins sources sources their Sunday brunch from the farmer's market. that They don't know what they're going to serve until they go and see what all the farmers have that Sunday to make their dinner.
1: Yeah, Brian and Graybill, what a, what a smart guy. Um, and how generous it is to support those farmers, you know, and just so creative. They really deserve to win some type of uh, culinary award, you know, as being visionaries for that, because there aren't many restaurants that, that can claim that. Um, So no, and it's always good. It's always delicious.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm still dreaming about that food. Um, now you talked about Fayetteville being a military yeah. talent. You are a military spouse. Am I correct? I am. So let's, so let's talk about what it's like being a military spouse. It's not like what it, movies glamorize it as. So Sometimes you're by yourself. Sometimes you're raising your kid your son by yourself. Uh, hopefully you've not had to go through COVID
1: by yourself. Have you? No, we've been um, very fortunate. My husband has been home and um and we are kind of wrapping up, up military so we're kind of in the final the final rows we're we're he's looking at um retiring in it in two or three years and so um and he's going to be kind of changing uh to where he's more of an instructor a teacher within the military so um that's good because that means maybe we're we're done with deployments we'll we'll see we're hoping <laughs> but yeah we we've, we've lived life of years um out you know we are kind of odd because we are a um my husband is with uh special forces and so we were pretty much permanently based out of North Carolina for for many years, so we have not had that unique PCS um, all over the world (laughs) and country um, experience that many um, families did. I know that you were a Mm
0: -hmm.
1: military, but we had that. Isn't that right, Melissa?
0: Yes, I, I was Marines. And my dad was like, join the Marines, in the world. And he kept getting stationed back at Camp Lejeune or Havelock. <laughs> so he was from Massachusetts. So, But from basically 1964, 65, it was North Carolina, North Carolina. It was a different station in North Carolina, but it was all around within like the, an hour around each other because the Marine Corps is such a big, on the eastern coast of North Carolina, is such a big part of it. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, and I had grown up not far far from the Earth so okay. you know, and all of that area and the crystal coast. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, but um, you know, but even though we haven't traveled all over, we ha it's been very unique in that we've gotten to become friends with and meet so many people world from all over the world. Um, and our friend group um, is, just so diverse and everyone has such interesting perspective and background down um, and so it's been a very special experience and um, and we are but we have been able to put roots down here in, in Fayetteville and so it's been it's been really nice um, but Deployment life is very hard. My heart goes out to any military spouse right now in this um, COVID pandemic world with a deployed spouse is truly teaching her children at home. <laughs> uh, I just cannot, without supports, you know, I just cannot imagine um, what some of these families are enduring right now so um praying for you all and, and just every parent every teacher everybody Melissa we were kind of talking about it before we started just what a time in life this is it's it's frustrating for for everyone no matter what is happening, mm-hmm. right? We're all being tested in some way. Um, and it just seems like there's just no right or wrong answer right now. You just, we're all just trying to to figure it all out. So um, I'm with you. I, I understand. I get it. So
0: now COVID has made you kind of pivot a little bit as well. You started something during COVID. Am
1: I correct? I did. I did. You know, with all this time, at home too, <laughs> you start kind of thinking um, about some different things. So I have started the Gallivanting Bookshop, boop, 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 boop. and the Gallivanting Bookshop. I well, I'll start by this. I have always wanted to own a bookstore. It, I, you know, um, Meg Ryan ruined it for me when. Um, I first saw "You've Got Mail." Do you remember that movie with Tom mm-hmm. Hanks and she? She owned a little shop around the corner. For the past twenty some years, I have always dreamed of having a little shop around the corner, and maybe one day I will have a brick and mortar. But um, I had been thinking, "Wow, maybe I will start one." And then with everything going on, it's just so weird, right? Too confusing to wrap my head around. So I started kind of reevaluating and thinking, well, if I can't have a physical bookstore, then maybe I can do something else. And I'd been following a Facebook group for pop-up um, bookstores and uh, bookmobiles for the past year or two, and just love the idea of that. And I grew up in a rural area. um, uh, And when I was very young, I remember getting to visit the Bookmobile and how important that was to be able to reach, you know, communities and different people um, be around books all day, right? How how fun is that? So there's just something about a book I just love. (laughs) So not just the stories, but just physically holding a book. So I started kind of evaluating and thought, well, what I could do is start my own pop-up shop. So I started talking with some of these group members and getting some ideas of, of what to start. And that's when the name the gallivanting bookshop popped in my mind, and so I started doing pop-ups right here out of my front yard <laughs> with my local neighbors and community, and started posting on our next door app, and just saying, "Hey, I'm a local children's book author. Why don't you come and see me?" And I had already been collecting books, and um, and then I started kind of. Getting more and more inventory built up. So, I offer new and lightly used uh, children's books. Uh, I am you on know, my books too, but for right now, I'm placing my focus on children's books and I offer pop ups. So, uh, this coming weekend, I will be at Cape Fair Botanical Garden. Here in Fayetteville, they are holding Pondomania, which is a celebration of art and nature for children. And um, it's going to be an outdoor event in the beautiful gardens. There's going to be storytelling food activities for kids, scavenger hunts, and tons of local vendors. And the Gallivanting Bookshop will be there. So I'll have tons of books for you, might even read some fun books, and I'll be there to sign Mommy's Big Red Monster Truck. Um, and this is where I'm going to stop for a second because I have a couple of other events coming up I want to I promote. But um, it's exciting too, because All of my events in the spring and summer were canceled. Right. And huge amount of my income and book sales comes from in-person events. I have a very small amount of sales that occurs online. It's very hard and very competitive to sell books. Uh, on Amazon and these other places, how many millions of books are out there, right? So you, you really have to, to make it a full-time job to market one book to really see any dent in sales. Mm -hmm. So So I really depended on my in-school, my in-person events at schools and um, visiting bookstores. Like I had events at Barnes and Nobles and different places and they all got canceled. So I took, you know, that was a, a... a big drop in, in my book sales. Mm -hmm. And so this was also a creative way of saying, Hey, you know, this is a great way to, to get my book out there, but do it safely, do it um, outdoors and um kind of take the the reins, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and be creative. And that's what we have to do. But um but so I'm thrilled now that all of these little events are popping up and I'm able to get back out in the community because I love talking with children and parents and just any book enthusiasts and i hope that you'll come see me but um following uh the next weekend after cape for botanical gardens um fayetteville area transportation museum they are having this is really cool. They reached out and said, we'd love for you to do a book signing. We're having an electric car show. (laughs) So I don't, I don't know if um, a monster truck, maybe we could come up with a hybrid monster truck at some point, but, because it was transportation and vehicle related. So I'll be there. And then the following weekend, um, October 10th, is um, Reimagined. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but they are a shop in the Rockfish and Rayford area. And um, Miss Pat, it's one of the prettiest shops I've ever seen. She sells all refurbished furniture and hence the name and uh, sponsors uh, local um, art and goods and stuff. And so I'll be there selling books and, and some art. I'm also an artisan. So, yeah. So come and see me. What can't you do? I mean, you
0: started your own bookstore. You said you're an artisan and you write books. I mean, what? and, and you have a podcast, you have a blog now and you're part of a blogger network. What, What's next? I mean, really, honestly, you've got, you're doing a lot.
1: Well, sometimes I don't feel like, sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm under producing. I, I'm an, I, I don't know. I'm a creative person. I'm also a very goal-driven person. So I'm one of those crazy people that feels like if they're not constantly <laughs> coming up with something to do. You know, I just, I, I have to keep keep myself busy and, and I not do it in these creative ways. But before all of that, I have a lot of time to do these things now. And I'm very fortunate in that. But five years ago, I tra- uh, I transitioned home where I had had a career for, I mean, I'd worked full-time for 17 years and um, 15 of those years pri- prim- primarily had been in human services. And I was um, a human services professional, uh, uh, worked at so great as a rehabilitation counselor here in, uh, in Fayetteville and worked with individuals with, um, with disabilities. <laughs> and um, so for a very long time, I went to work every day, had a full-time job, and dreamt of being able to do all of these things. So I've been given the opportunity and the time to do these things, and I've made it my job to, to try and push all of these dreams and goals that I had for so many years. So I I feel like I'm doing myself an injustice if I if I don't trying to, because time is precious and, and don't hold back. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you know a little about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So how has COVID because before we we came on, we talked about how you're virtually your son is in virtual school right now. Mm-hmm. How has that kind of broken up the creative process? Has it helped?
1: Is it, has it not helped the creative process or? Yeah. Yeah. Well, in some ways, you know, you just kind of have to find the time and the energy. But it's definitely different because before where we had a very strict routine of him in in person class, he was at school. So during the day I had my allotted time alone to be able to check this, this, this off of my um, account, you know, my calendar and my mm-hmm. to-do list. Um, but now like every working parent out there who is virtually, you know, assisting, Um, during the day, it definitely has affected me. And some days I feel very frustrated. I feel exhausted. I, you know, um, there have definitely been days that I've been depressed and anxious over this. Um, And when is it going to stop? Yesterday afternoon, I was thinking, oh my goodness, here we are week six of the 2020-2021 school year. And here we go again. And our school board had voted last week not that for us not to go back to school um, anyway. So that was very (gasps) shocking and trying to understand and and figure this out um, because there are many parents like me that are hoping that, you know, everyone can pull together to help our educators and administrators figure out a very safe way Mm -hmm. to return to the classroom. Um, Because, you know, there's just so many, it's very stressful Mm -hmm. for all of us. And I do, right. Um, So for families with multiple children, um, my hat's off to you. I don't know how you are doing it. You're amazing and I'm in awe of you. So, um, but that's a little bit, you know, of where we are, but definitely it has, has affected our life and the creative process and my ability and flexibility to be able to do a lot of the things that I, that I was able to do before COVID. So,
0: Wow. I just, I can't even imagine. Like I said, luckily my daughter, not luckily my daughter was one of those COVID seniors that was affected by not having her senior prom. Not, she chose not to do graduation because she's like, what's the sense? She says you're only allowed two people and daddy's got to work and you you'll be there by yourself. So what was the sense? I want my sisters there with me, but she, I mean, my hat's off to all, are people that are doing new things during COVID. Like you started your bookshop during COVID, which I think is amazing. Would you have thought about doing that before COVID hit, of doing a pop-up?
1: You know what? I had been thinking about it, but I don't, but you know what? I think that probably I would not have prioritized it. And because of COVID and not being able to, to access my events and things. I was desperate. I was looking for a new avenue to be, not just mine, but, you know, to do something different. And, um, and so I guess I have COVID to thank for that. So that's a a good, (laughs) a good reminder. Thank you for saying, thank you for asking that question, Melissa, because that really <laughs> creates a more positive, um, thought behind that.
0: <laughs> yeah. There are so many people that are, are pivoting and they're pivoting is mm-hmm. it's not something that they really would think of, would have thought about doing during COVID, but they're pivoting. is actually something that's creating a bigger audience for them.
1: Right? Yes, definitely. And, um, and I've seen it, right? Um, uh, I know when I had interviewed the, the gentleman that I was talking about in London, um, they their internet and virtual, um, they had always done in-person things and then they went solely online and were getting like hundreds of thousands of views a day and all these things, you know? you know? So what does it make uh, limit? take, lim- make lemonade with lemons or whatever is the when same. I gives you lemons. Lemons make lemonade. lemonade. There you go. So, you know, but mine is just one tiny little thing. There are other people out there that are amazing and our teachers being expected to go from years of teaching in the classroom and then being expected to come back and teach virtually. Um, my sister has been amazing, and I cannot tell you how impressed I have been with him. Um, way to go, Mr. Finnegan, with Morganton Road Elementary School <laughs> here in Pibble, because he's very um, engaging. He knows how to engage children. He knows how to create a respectful environment. He knows how to demand respect, you know? I'm the one falling down on the job because I get preoccupied with my own work or tasks in the house. My husband, my my husband, my son, he um, has some attention uh, deficit and has a very difficult time sitting still And his brain is always imagining and wandering. I can't, I can't imagine where he got that from. And, (laughs) (laughs) and so, you know, it's a constant battle with him, but his teacher is wonderful. And that's just one teacher out there. You know, I know probably there are many teachers out there that are struggling and that aren't getting the, You know, they're not, this is not, they need to be in a classroom. Teaching virtually is not the way for them. Right. But I am amazed by, um, educators right now, um, because it's a huge task to, to take on.
0: It is. It's so huge. I want to thank you, Allison, for joining us today. Um, can you tell everybody where they can find you?
1: Sure. Um, You can follow me on Facebook. You can follow uh, at Mommy's Big Red Monster Truck if you'd like to follow along the journey with Mommy's Big Red Monster Truck. Also, you can follow me at um, HodgePodge by Allison Clackowitz on Facebook. I'm also all over Instagram. Um, My personal is at Allison Clack or at HodgePodge by Allison podcast and blog and also at the gallivanting bookshop <laughs> and you can follow me on twitter at Clackwitz allison so i know that's a lot of different leads but if also if you just google allison Clackwitz or mommy's big red monster truck or hodgepodge by allison Clackwitz, it'll pop right up good old google will get you there yeah you gotta love google <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I am so happy that you pivoted and that you're doing the Galvani Bookshop and that you created the Big Red Monster Truck inspired by your son and his conversation with you and um, his love of monster trucks when he was little. And I can't wait to see what you come out with next.
1: Thank you so much. It's exciting. And I loved chatting with you from the blog cabin. Maybe one day you might be a... In
0: person, once COVID is done, since I you're know. only like an hour or so away, in-person guests I in the blog cabin.
1: Maybe I'll have some good news on when on the new big red monster truck that will be coming out and the other books I'm working on. And I'd just love to visit the blog cabin. It just sounds so fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe we could do like a, a reading from the blog cabin, live from the blog cabin
1: and you're reading yeah. parts of your person, something like that. That would be really I, cool we do and i also do um have my little mommy's big red monster truck puppet and i do um, some little fun arts and crafts things for mommy's big red monster truck too for any moms with littles at home that is so cool
0: well once again allison i want to thank you and guys we will see you on the next chat from the blog cabin bye bye Hey guys I hope you really enjoyed listening to my chat with Allison um, I really enjoyed chatting with her I actually was on her podcast back in the spring I believe the early spring um, so I'll put the link in the show notes so you can hop on over and listen to and learn a little bit more about me and the and the podcast um, it's really funny during this time I think on this particular podcast, a rooster, a rooster was crowing right before we went on. So yes, I live in a very rural North Carolina community, but North Carolina is my home state. And I love that Allison is from North Carolina, Eastern North Carolina as well, just like myself. And so we kind of talk about some of the things about growing up in a very rural community, things that cause us to you know, pivot or be creative and learn about things. And I love how she created the Gallivanting Bookshop which actually I'm going to have my daughter listen to this episode because that's one thing that she wants to do in her life. She says, I want to own a bookstore. I don't want to work for anybody. I don't have to an, want to answer for anybody. I want to be my own boss. So yes, definitely. This is one that I'm going to get my youngest daughter to listen to. Remember, I have turned these chats in the blog cabinets not only this podcast, but they first appear on Facebook Live and then they go on YouTube. So if you miss any of those Facebook Lives, they are being repurposed into this podcast and um, YouTube. So check them out. Thank you for being part of the Chats from the Blog Cab family and podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and to leave your rating and review. Because Guys, that really helps me get more people in front of um, the more audience and gets the content in front of more people because iTunes will show it more and more. Um, when you have a lot more reviews. So I would love if you would leave a review. I hope you have a great rest of the day. I have a lot of amazing content coming up. I have one that is just like. My, one of my dreams. Is coming up. I'm also going to do. A chat on mental health as well. So you know what I need you to do. Be blessed. And remember. Keep chatting.